Great Books of the Western World Brought to you by Ancient Rome Refocused Written by Rob Kane Narrated by Sky Alley Hi, welcome to my YouTube blog. My name is Alice and you are watching Through the Looking Glass. This is my take on the crazy world we live in. Before we get started, hit the subscribe button below. my granddad was thrilled when he found out that I wanted to be a classics professor. In his house at 640 Woodbine was a library of books he collected over the years. He had a ceiling-high bookshelf. On my 18th birthday, he handed over to me the entire collection of great books of the Western world, all 54 volumes. There were books by Thomas Aquinas to Virginia Woolf, Interspaced amongst the titles were Plutarch, Aristotle, the Iliad, the Odyssey, and the Federalist Papers. Every volume was leather-bound with gold gilled edging on each sheet. A real collector's item, beautifully stitched and printed on high-quality paper stock. The set was something you might see in some library at the turn of the century. By the summer, I had gotten through 54% of the books, and I'll be starting Shakespeare's sonnets in the fall. I'm hoping to finish Plutarch by October. Without telling my father, who thinks I'm going to be an engineering student, I enrolled in the classics program at UIC. Jeepa and Dad didn't talk much. Jeepa was my northern star. A jolly old elf if there ever was one. Dad was my worrywart. Dad was the guy that pushed me in the direction that he thought was good for me. Anyway, Dad and I did not talk much. We had issues. Most families do. Anyway, the classics got in my blood. I must have caught it like a virus, or I watched too many MGM sword and sandal movies. Some people love baseball, some geek out on Star Trek, and some like to binge on a favorite TV show. I think what I loved most were my classmates. They were a hoot. There was Dave and Lisa, music majors, setting the poetry of Sappho to pop rock. There was Matthew Lee Embleton, that wrote music for the lyre and speaks Latin for any occasion that presents itself. Jeremy, who gave reviews on YouTube about the Iliad, like it's the latest streaming show on Netflix. There was Morgan Tobert, an exchange student from South Australia that wrote letters to Cicero and posted them on the web. And Rob Kane, a podcaster with a sense of humor, an absolute nut that patronizes neighborhood Starbucks cafes to order lattes under the name of Spartacus. You heard me. They always give him a funny look as they reluctantly write his name on the cup. Five minutes later, when they call his name to pick up his drink, he shouts so that the entire store can hear him call out dramatically, I am Spartacus! With an emphasis on the I. Sometimes customers actually get the joke and join in shouting the same line. 
which is nothing but an homage to the 1960s Kirk Douglas movie, where Crassus, played by Laurence Olivier, demands the slaves give up the instigator of the revolt. And then there was... <sighs> Jeremy. He was Apollo. And hot. I mean, night sweats hot. Jeremy wrote a rock musical based on a play by Euripides. It was performed in a church basement off of Clark Street. It was heavy on vocals and bass guitar. Never mind the performers dressed as Greek hoplites. Here's a lyric or two. Hold on to your seat. She sings a dark, destructive song. Long gone, long gone, that dark song. Slavery is your tongue ripped out and your thoughts are gone. The honeyed word from the evil mind persuades the mob to riot the mind. Speech gone, hear the gong as she sings a dark, destructive song. The rock musical contained everything, from Orestes to Medea. I actually went deaf for about an hour after the show. It must have been the drums and the Gibson Flying V and the Fender Stratocaster banging out a musical grunge that gave me a ringing in the ears for about an hour after the show. There was one particular lyric that I liked. Stronger than lover's love is lover's hate, incurable in each the wounds they make. Listen to that for an hour on a 500-watt sound system, and there is little chance you're going to forget it. I loved every moment of it, and Jeremy looked appetizing in his toga. To be frank, I went all pagan on him on top of an old leather chair in a dressing room behind the stage. Rather than blushing, I shall quote Marcus Aurelius to you. When you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive. As far as I'm concerned, classic students are smart and unique. Sure, we know people look at us strangely, but as the British comedian Richard Ayoade said, I like being weird. Weird's all I got. Put that on a t-shirt and I will wear it to my wedding. Jeepa happened to mention to Dad what I had been doing for the last semester. His curiosity was prodded when he saw Jeepa's collection of the great books of the Western world were missing from the top shelf of the library. Dad grew up with these books. He cornered me when I came over for dinner and asked why I wanted to study Cicero and quote old dead guys whose relevance had died with the advent of Christianity. Study Elon Musk, study Zuckerberg, study what you can grasp between your fingers, he said, pulling out his wallet. Money is the only thing that counts, he said, while his voice quivered with emotion. He had made sacrifices. For me. However, it was all so dramatic. He had such a worried look on his face that all I could do was laugh. This is something I immediately regretted. Dad's face fell. I tried to leave, but he stopped me in the living room and demanded that I explain. Make me understand he asked with such a pained look that for a moment I fought down the panic that I was about to make him cry, something a daughter never wants to see. Dad grabbed a legal pad off his desk and gave me a pen. If you can't say it, write it. I was so embarrassed that I tried to leave again, but he dragged me to a chair and begged me to write out my reasoning. Write it, sweetie. Make me understand. You talk to Jeepa, at least write your father. Write your old dad. You can talk to Jeepa. At least write me a letter like you used to do from camp. Explain it. I'll read it. I promise. He did not want me to be poor. 
I guess he thought reason would take over, and if all I could do is hand him back a blank page, that would be the cure to bring me back to sanity. Dad was a lawyer. Things made sense to Dad when written on yellow legal pads. So I began to write. A lot. Quote, Look outside of your dreams. Do not study this major to make money. Do not study the classics to lead to other degrees, though it would help and provide a great foundation for many careers and pursuits. Study the classics for knowledge to transport yourself to another world. Study the classics to see how Western civilization rose up and how modern-day institutions base their concepts and principles. There was a time when the world was new. Other people will walk through the world and think the world is set in stone, but you will see it for what it really is, a flowering river that goes back into the past. Other people will quote TV shows and laugh and claim it original, and you will know that present day of entertainment sits on the backs of Pindar and Menander. Other people will see the world like children and argue as children without thought or consequence and pick their world to inflate their own ego. But your teacher will be Cicero, the great debater. You will expand your mind under the tutelage of Plato, Zeno, and Socrates and see the world from many directions and from many sides. As a classics major, you are a time traveler, unfettered by space and time, and you will see civilizations rise and fall. You will weigh the actions and the consequences of human folly. Others will moan and cry and think their actions in the present day all original. But you shall know that nothing is new under the sun. When your parents ask, why are you doing this? And when they ask, shouldn't you study something more practical? Think about replying in the following manner. What is more practical than learning how to think? Classics education will walk with you for the rest of your life. It will not age, it will not sour, it will remain fresh and relevant for you as it has remained for scholars over the generations. This path will not be easy. Turn back before it's too late, but if you decide to take the first step and have the spine to complete the instruction, the four years devoted will stay with you for a lifetime, no matter what you end up doing." End quote. It took 30 minutes for me to compose my Aristotelian argument. When I was finished, I handed the pad of paper back to him. He read it silently. After a few minutes, Dad looked up. There was a tear running down his cheek. Can I keep this? He asked. I said yes. He nodded to himself. He then folded it up and put it in his wallet. He kept everything he thought important in that fat wallet he carried. See you for dinner? He asked. Next Friday? I hugged him, and before I went out the front door, he put $20 in my hand. I tried to give it back, but he refused. He cleared his throat and said something about, Walking around money, baby. Humor your old man. Dads. On occasion, he introduced me to his friends in the following manner. This is my daughter. She thinks for a living. Every time he says that, I want to cry. Sometimes I give him a kiss on the cheek for no reason at all. For Dad decided to join the ranks of the weird, just like me, and I loved him for it. I assured him that everything will be fine, and it was. What did Marcus Aurelius say? 
Each one of us lives only now this brief instant. The rest has been lived already, or is impossible to see. Uh-huh.